in just a moment, you'll be listening to a message that was given by Pastor Kyle Olsfeld of Grace Baptist Church in Pampa, Texas. We encourage you to give attention to the message and to follow along in your Bible. I'd like to talk about a few words that that are kind of popular buzzwords in our culture today. They're words that you're familiar with, but I want to talk about them because of how we can see this same thing happening in the realm of Christianity. So as you hear these words, don't get ahead of me by way of thought. Just listen to what's being said and give some consideration to it. Here is the first word I want us to consider, the thoughts and the ideas behind it. That is the idea of being woke. We're all familiar with this word, right? Someone who is woke. What does it mean when someone is identified as woke or maybe they identify themselves as being a woke person? Well, what it would mean basically is this, that this person is more enlightened maybe than someone else and they have a greater sensitivity to certain issues, certain topics at hand. You know what I'm talking about, right? There are certain topics, there are certain issues, and, and, and they're delicate issues, they're tender issues, they're, they're, they're sensitive issues, and there are people who are just woke, so they are enlightened and they better understand these issues more so than someone else. And here's what the woke people or groups want to do. They want to tell others how to think. You need to think this way. Again, we are more enlightened than you, so you need to think this way. You need to speak this way. You can't use this terminology anymore. That's outdated terminology. You can't use this terminology anymore. That's offensive. You, you can't say this because that would hurt someone's feelings. So they want to tell people how to think. They want to tell people how to speak. And ultimately, they want to control behavior. Again, they are woke, they are enlightened, they are more sensitive, they know what's right, they know what's appropriate, as opposed to, to this individual who clearly doesn't. So let me tell you what to think, let me tell you how to speak, and let me dictate your behavior. And if someone does not fall in line with the woke ideology, we have this thing called cancel culture. We have this thing called cancel culture, which means that if you think something you shouldn't think, or say something you shouldn't say, or behave in a way that you should not behave, then here is what's going to happen. People are going to come after you in an effort to cancel you. They'll try to get you to lose your job. They'll try to get you to lose a position maybe that you hold. They'll try to get you, you know, your, your, your influence in certain areas removed. They're going to do everything they can to cancel the person who will not line up with their woke ideology, their woke feelings on certain matters. So here's what we've all witnessed in recent days. Somebody popular 
accidentally violates the rules of the woke crowd. They accidentally said something they thought that went against what someone says is appropriate. They accidentally did something that violated the rules of the woke people and the woke police. And so now the people who are woke are coming after them to cancel them. And what have we witnessed time and time again? The offender issuing an apology. I am so sorry I said what I said. I'm so sorry I did what I did. I'm so sorry I behaved in the manner in which I behaved. That was so insensitive of me. I will try to be better. I will try to learn from my mistakes. I'll try to be more inclusive. I'll try to be more tolerant. Please, please, please forgive me. They are issuing apologies in hopes that the woke cancel culture crowd will forgive them and bring them back into the fold. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But here is what the woke culture is producing. The woke culture, with their will-cancel-you approach if you don't comply, what they are producing now is a lot of wimps. Now, I understand who I'm preaching to tonight, and I understand that a lot of us may sit here and think, well, I know where this is headed, and Brother Kyle, you don't have to worry about me. Those woke people don't intimidate me whatsoever. They don't intimidate me for one second. I say what I think, I say what I believe, and I don't back down from it. And that may be true in a lot of ways, and we'll touch on that in a couple of moments. But I think this principle can impact us in ways that we may not always consider. So with that as the backstory or the backdrop, I want us to begin looking in verse number 18 tonight. In Luke chapter 3, Luke continuing to give his focus and attention to the ministry of John the Baptist. In addition to this message of repentance, in addition to this message that Christ is going to thoroughly purge his floor, it says in verse number 18, And many other things in his exhortation preached he unto the people. So here is John the Baptist, and he had gathered a large gathering. He had gathered or assembled a large following, and they heard him preach. And what Luke wants to make clear to some extent is this, is that John the Baptist preached many things other than just a message of repentance and that Christ was going to separate the lost from the saved. It's not like John the Baptist just had one or two decent messages that he preached all the time. John preached and dealt with many different subjects. So understanding that John the Baptist would have dealt with an array of issues, I want us to know, and and most of us do know this, but I want us to be reminded of this, that in verse number 19, John the Baptist butted heads 
with one named Herod, the Tetrarch, or a governor there in Rome. And notice what it says in verse number 19. It says, But Herod the Tetrarch, being reproved by him for Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, and for all the evils which Herod had done. And so what it tells us in verse number 19 is this, is that John the Baptist reproved Herod, and he says, for all the evils which Herod had done. Now, what does it mean to reprove? Well, it means to rebuke. It means to show one's fault or to shed light on something. Okay, so as John the Baptist was preaching, wherever he was preaching, whomever had assembled by way of audience when John was preaching on a particular day, here is what Luke lets us know, is that he exposed and he shed light on the evil, wicked, ungodly ways of Herod in many different aspects. And yet the most popular thing that John confronted of Herod was the fact that Herod had sexual relations with his own brother's wife or his sister-in-law. And so in verse number 20, it says, added yet this above all, that he shut up John in prison. So because of his confrontation of him, Herod shut up John the Baptist or cast him into prison and what we have here is an ultimate example of a cancel culture mentality. Herod is of this mindset that, John, you think something that I don't like. You say things that I don't like. You declare things that I don't like. And you conduct yourself in ways that I don't like. And because I don't like what you think, I don't like what you believe, I don't like what you say, I don't like what you declare, I don't like how you act out your beliefs, I am going to put you in prison in hopes of canceling your message. I don't want your voice to be heard. Now, as you think on this, the scripture would let us know that John was in prison for some extended amount of time before he was beheaded. And all John would have had to do was issue some kind of an apology. All John would have had to have done to get out of prison, to, to get out of this situation that he was in, was to say something to this effect, Herod, I shouldn't have said anything. Herod, I crossed a line. Herod, I went too far. Herod, I shouldn't have ever said that. That's a private matter. That's none of my business. Shouldn't have gone there. Herod, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. John could have issued an apology in hopes of saving his head, literally. But John was not interested in this whatsoever. He absolutely was not going to change his message. He absolutely was not going to change what he had been declaring. He was not going to, to change his position at all. 
John was going to stand firm on this. This is the truth. This is what God declares. This is what's right. This is what's wrong. It doesn't matter if it lines up with your woke sensitivities and your woke feelings. It doesn't matter. This is what's right. And I'm going to stick with this regardless of what it costs. Now, again, we'll deal with this more in just a moment, but this cancel culture that we're living in today, here's what we see as it goes back 2,000 years ago. This is nothing new that we're facing today. This is nothing new that we're experiencing today. For the last 2,000 years, there have been people who didn't want to be confronted, who didn't want to be challenged, who didn't want to be told they were wrong, and someone was there to try to police what they were saying, what they were thinking, what they were believing. So it goes back 2,000 years. But think about this. It goes back much, much further than that. There are so many examples I could give, but one of the more popular ones would be something like this. Ahab and Jezebel, not exactly a fan of the ministry of Elijah. They didn't welcome Elijah into their home and say, Elijah, we just love what you had to say, and we just love what you had to declare, and we just love when you tell us, thus saith the Lord. No, that's not what it was at all. When Elijah would speak, it always offended Ahab and Jezebel, and what did they try to do over and over and over? They tried to silence him. They tried to cancel him because they didn't like what he had to say. All through the scripture, here's what we see. Whether it be John the Baptist with Herod or Elijah with Ahab and and Jezebel, we see God's people taking a stand for God's truth and someone out there trying to cancel them. But the true follower of God, the true disciple of God, was never willing to change their message to appease the crowd who wanted to silence them. You will never see an example of that happening. So all that in mind... As we think about the world we're now a part of, we are living in a day that is crazier than we could have ever imagined. This whole issue of the transgender movement is ridiculous. This whole notion that you can do some hormonal therapy and have some surgeries and all of a sudden you're a different gender, that is beyond absurd. To, to think that, 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 that we're supposed to accept that as normal is just ridiculous. What's even more ridiculous than that is that our culture is telling us that children now have an understanding of such issues. Personally, personally, I, 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 I don't know how messed up one has to be to think that men can be pregnant. How, how messed up do people have to be to believe that homosexuality is normal and natural? 
We are living in days of wickedness that has not been seen in generations. We are living in wicked, wicked days. And here's what we know. We've got a bunch of woke individuals running around telling us we can't think certain things, we can't say certain things, and we can't behave in certain ways in relation to these issues. Right here in Pampa, we have people who have sensitivities toward the whole transgender movement. They're more enlightened than the rest of us. And, and so if you have any issues with that, you are just some uneducated hick who needs to be educated. If you don't accept this ideology, if you don't accept this way of thinking, if you don't understand and, and, and adapt to the, the mentality of this particular group of people, then, then you're nothing but a bigot and you're nothing but a hater. And, and, and if, you, if you continue to engage in that kind of speech and that kind of thought, here's what we'll do. We'll make you take classes on how to become more sensitive. And if that doesn't work, will threaten you with your job. We'll cancel you. The woke crowd and the cancel culture crowd is alive and well right here in Pampa, Texas. Now someone says, Brother Kyle, you're just paranoid. You've been watching too much TV, listening to too much radio. You've been on the internet too much. No, it's just the trends of what's happening in culture. There is coming a day when right here in Pampa, they're going to say, you can't say that, you can't think that, you can't hold to that, you can't believe that. No, you're, you're a hater, you're a bigot, you're all these things. And here's what they'll do. They'll try to silence us as it relates to the truth of the Word of God. Now here's what's unfortunate and here's what's sad. A lot of professed believers are afraid of being canceled. They're afraid of being canceled. Well, I can't lose my job over this. I mean, I, no, 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 I, I can't lose my job. No, I can't lose my position in the community. No, I, I can't do that. No, I, I, if, if I say that, they'll, they'll kick me off of this board or, or, or they won't let me do this. And, and, and I just, I, I can't say anything. I, I, can't, I can't do that. I just want to ask us a question. How can we look in the scripture and justify a mentality that bows down to the demands of a wicked society? There is no way that you and I can look at the examples given to us in Scripture and then step back and justify you and I silencing ourselves on clear issues where the voice of the believer ought to be heard. Now that doesn't mean we go out tomorrow and began declaring all of our positions and all of our thoughts and all of our beliefs. And it doesn't mean we go home tonight and get on social media and start ripping everyone who is different than us. But what I am saying is this, 
God's people have got to be willing to stand for the truth no matter what it costs us. Sin is still sin. Wickedness is still wickedness. Ungodliness is still ungodliness. Perversion is still perversion. It does not matter what the world calls it. It does not matter how the community redefines it and repackages it. It is still sin. And God's people have to be willing to stand up and say, I'll not let that happen without me at least saying something. I may not stop it. I may not change its course. It may continue on, but the community will know. The people will know I am in opposition to the advancement of this ungodly movement. John the Baptist was canceled by Herod. All he would have had to have done was issue some kind of an apology. And he most likely could have saved himself execution. But John said, no. This is wrong. This is sin. And I'm not going to change the message just because it would benefit me. So there is a challenge for me, there is a challenge for you in this weird, crazy, messed up, sick world that we're a part of. Just keep standing for truth. Now immediately, we'd all like to say, that's me. And that's good. But you know where a lot of believers struggle with this? It's not always on the grand stage with the big issues that people struggle with this. A lot of times the struggle comes in this arena. This thing called family. I mean, let's think about this. We're Bible believers in theory. In theory, we hold to the truth of the Word of God, and not just in issues like the transgender issue and the homosexuality issue. We hold to the truth of the Word of God from cover to cover on all issues, but, but here is what happens is, as we're getting further and further removed from the truth of the Word of God, you and I have got a lot of family who don't hold to the truth of God's Word. And a lot of us in our own family have a lot of woke folk amongst us. And they say things like, Dad, you can't say that. Mom, you can't say that. We live in the 21st century. You you can't say that. Dad, you can't do that. Grandpa, you can't do that. Grandma, quit. Am I making this up? No, we're living in a culture where kids, grandkids are woke. And and what do they want to do? They want to silence the, the old school positions of dad and mom and grandma and grandpa. And you know this, a lot of family members will cancel family members who refuse to submit to their woke mentality. Well, 
If you're going to act that way, we'll not be there for Christmas this year. Well, if you're going to act that way, we're just not going to be there for Mama's big event. Family loves to try to cancel family who stand for the truth of the Word of God. And you've seen this like I have. A whole lot of people fold under the pressure and demands of their family. Baby girl, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I, I'm sorry. Daddy won't say that again in front of you. Son, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Son, listen, me and mom, we won't say that anymore. Listen, I, I just, I wasn't thinking and, and, and you were around and I said something and I knew you wouldn't appreciate that and I, I slipped and I said it anyways. I'm so sorry. Are we not living in that kind of a world? Moms and dads and grandparents are scared to death of woke kids and grandkids. We need as much conviction in our own families as we need in our own communities. You think you can threaten me with Christmas and your attendance? I mean, you think you can threaten me over y'all not being at an anniversary party? Are you kidding me? I'm not going to bend because of that. You, you think I'm going to apologize and, 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 and say I'm so sorry because you're upset and you're not going to talk to me anymore? Hey, listen, kid. Truth is truth, and I'm not changing it for you no matter how much I love you. In fact, it's because I love you that I won't change the message that I'm telling you. And we need some conviction in our families like we need it in the community. And a lot of times, it's not just the family unit that puts pressure on believers to go woke or be canceled. A lot of times, it's in our realm of friends. You know, people may be outside the church, but we identify with them as friends, and, and we like their company, and, and, and they hold to positions that aren't biblical, and, and, and they hold to positions that just aren't right. But we're not going to say anything, and if we, oops, accidentally say something that offends them, we'll be sure and apologize because we don't want to disrupt the friendship. You and I, we've got to be willing to say, you know what? This is the Word of God. However you respond to it really is irrelevant to me. Your issue is not with me. Your issue is with the Word of God. Some of us probably could afford to have a little bit more boldness sometimes. Not arrogance, but boldness. I'm just going to speak the truth. I'm just going to say what the Bible says. And if you get all bent out of shape, I don't know what to tell you, but I'm not changing my position just because you're upset. If you've appreciated this message from Kyle Olsfeld of Grace Baptist Church, let us know by contacting us on our website at gbcpampa.com or on our Facebook page, Grace Baptist Church, Pampa, Texas.